So shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we want to commit ourselves to Thee. Heavenly Father, may You grant us the anointing and put us, Lord, in the state where You can speak to us. Let us forget everything else in the world, but just to feast at Your feet. May something be said or that is going to bring to increase the faith and bring us closer to God as we consecrate ourselves for the service in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Uh, I will just read briefly. Uh, the, just the scripture we read in the morning. Having therefore, brethren, the boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood. I'm reading uh, Hebrews 10, 19 to 23. Hebrews 10, 19 to 23. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold, hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, he is faithful with that promised. Kala boluganda betulina obugumu okuyingira mu kifechi tukuvu olwomusaigwa Yesu mukubo liya tukubira erija eddamu eriita mu jiji gwe mubiri gwe era betulina kabona omunene afuge nyumba ya katonda tusemberenga no moyo gwa mazima olwokukiriza okutukiride emitima jaffe ngajimansirwako okujjamu omoyo mubi nembiri jaffe ngajinaziwa na mazama lunji Tunyeze okwa tulange subi liyafe obuta sagasagana wange ya subi za mwesi kwa. May the Lord add blessings, we can be seated. Tutuleko. Uh, so, uh, uh, let, let's, let's me just make a small, uh, just a very brief rewinding of the, where we stopped in the morning. Katusoke tudemu kema viga katono okutuka wetu wako miyo kumacha. The basic, our basic thought is that through, through Christianity that will be, make you a victorious Christian is based on resting, a settled peace within. Now, and... Uh, Without that, you haven't found the real thing. And we examined where that strife comes from, where there is many Christians walking without that peace. And we saw that the lack of peace, true peace, comes from the strife between the, the, the two thinking faculties. There are, there are two brains inside you as inside me and you as 
so to speak. One is operated by your brain. The natural brain. And the other one is operated by the brain of the soul. Right? The brain of the soul is the thinking faculty of the inner man. And the two are very much in disagreement. And we saw that the, the brain and the soul, they, they are like the, 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 the drivers of a ship. The natural brain of the flesh is like the man at the, at the top. There, with their binoculars looking out for the storms and things. But the soul is in the barrels of the ship. The one at the, at the top he is in contact with this world. He is the one who is able to read the Bible, to listen to the, to the sermons, and he thinks. See? But the soul is the one that controls. So, if you are carnal-minded and you have an intellectual religion, that does not, does not, you cannot be able to control your life. Things will make sense intellectually. But you cannot, inter, you cannot operationalize them. And I illustrated by, for example, healing. The works of Christ. You see, the Bible saying, when you believe in Christ, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. What makes you qualify that? Believe in Christ. With your mind you will know that. But when it comes to doing it, there is another thinking faculty down there. And it questions that. How do you know? Suppose it's not the time. It may be okay with other people. But are you sure you included there? And the two argue. Right? And without the inner man being convinced, what you believe with your brain making sense, it will not be able to work. Because inside is refusing. Inside it's arguing. And uh, I, saw, I saw that the, you know, when the, and the two argue like that, then you, do not have, you don't have peace. But when they are in agreement, then you have the power. The thing is ready. 
Now when I said that the reason why we, we pray it is to convince the soul See? so that the soul is not oppressed because the things of the, of the, of the, of the flesh many times they oppress the soul. Keep on eating all the time, talking with people all the time, and all the time you are just thinking about things of the world, and, and planning, and uh, calculating, and, all that, and arguing, but you don't take care of the soul. The soul becomes shy, she has no voice, right? But Jesus took a long time with God. What was he doing? He was strengthening the soul. So that the soul can have a big voice in life. See? Because when the soul uh, this, when the soul has a big voice to the things of this life, then you you walk, you walk and you reason like the I mean, your mental faculties are not of this earth. Right? You deal with the unseen. It was the soul that told Peter, you can also walk on the water. And without thinking, he told Jesus, if it is you, tell me to walk on the water and I'll walk. That was the soul reasoning. And Jesus told him, come. But as he started walking, he actually walked. The, the laws of gravity were broken. Because the soul does not reason with the things of the world. But the Bible says, but when he saw the storms, how big they were. He got scared. The natural brain now started reasoning. And he sank. See? And I'm saying that we should live in a, we should just like Jesus spent time strengthening the mental faculties of the soul. So should we. And I likened it unto the lake. That we are the church is like the lake. Right? I showed you the, the, the shore. The shore, the dry land represents the world. The things the flesh can see. And the deep, the depth of the lake is in Christ. 
In God, the soul is lives there. You live, if you live near the, the, the shore, oh, there's a lot of dirt there. So you'll be in, out, in, out. You are weakened, you are contaminated. But we, don't live, don't have a supernatural kind of a Christianity. Don't have a super... Uh, don't have a superficial kind of a Christianity. I mean to say. But go deep in Christ. When we teach you, get the Holy Ghost. Don't just be interested in the things of going to church, dressing right, dressing correctly, and arguing about uh -uh. Be the kind of a Christian who knows God. You know the deep things of God. You know the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. And now that is where we are going. That is where we want to, what we want to talk about. Now, uh, the, 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 in the journey of the children of Israel, it was divided into three portions. The, the, in the first stage, they were in Egypt. Right? They were still the church of God. They were not exactly called the church. Right? Because they were not called out yet. But they had a promise. They were children of Abraham. And they had a promise that your seed shall go into a strange country. And they shall stay there 400 years. And that nation shall oppress them. But I'll take them out with a mighty hand. In the same way, each one of us, if we are children of God, we have a promise. You may be in sin, you may be in, the pri in imprisonment, in sin. This child of mine, they shall be captivated by the devil. And the devil will make them drink. He will make them fornicate. See? And, uh, and defile their bodies. He will make them argue and fight. And have hatred. So many years. But in the fullness of time. I will get them out of sin. With a mighty hand. Praise the name of the Lord. They are same promise. Now, they had a promise. Go in captivity. Then they came out. And they were in the second part of their journey was in the wilderness. When they were in the wilderness, they could not be able to do anything for themselves. 
They could not do business. They could not do farming. There was no fishing. The activities of the flesh that we do in the flesh that gives us food sustain us in this life. Right? But they could not do that. There was no opportunity in the wilderness. Now, what did God do to sustain them? He rained manna from above. Without working, they would just go and collect the manna. And it followed them. For 40 years. Whether they go into sin. God would punish them. But when they go the following day. The manna is there. They would murmur. God would send snakes among them. Kill some of them. But in the whatever they do, the manna never fail. See? The manna stopped falling when they crossed over the Jordan, which was the third stage of their journey in the promised land. And for this, our message now today, it represents heaven. I know there is a way in which ma the crossing Jordan represents the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the purpose of our lesson. Just like the prophet said, it will represent what? Heaven. Are we together? So, in this part of our journey, when we are still here on earth, we still need manna from heaven. Right? And God is raining manna. The manna never fails. Manna represents blessings that come from heaven the Holy Ghost, the wisdom, strength, any help that comes from God, it's manna. The name manna, it meant, what, what is it? Yeah. What is it? Because they didn't know what it was. When they went to look for it, they looked, hey, there's something here. What is it? I don't know. But it tastes nice to give us food. But what is it? Ah, let's just call it, what is it? And that became its name. They don't know how it operates. They don't know what it is. But it can work. 
When they take it, they prepare it somehow. It was edible. And it was good. Now, we have power from above. See, we don't know how it works. I told you that the only thing we need to do is to go to Christ and eat. We don't know how the strength works. How it, how it gives us strength. Even in natural life, you don't know how it works. See? Just like it was expressed that I cannot explain how a black cow will eat green grass and it produces white milk. See? When you are, you are weak, you are sickly, you are very thin, you have no strength, and you eat matoke. How does matoke get changed into meat? Nobody can explain that. Even in natural, we don't know. We, don't know. we only know that if we eat food, I know that scientists may tell you, you know, you, God, you eat it, there is something in it is turned into this. But they know very little. Very little. I know that. <laughs> right? Very little is known what happened. Now, if they know very little, we know very little about the natural. How much of the spiritual? We don't know how that if we prostrate ourselves before God and stay in His presence, praising Him, yielding ourselves to Him, how does it give us faith? How does that give us strength? See? We don't know how it works. But we know that if you go to somewhere and pray the whole night, there are no magic words that you say. Just stay in God's presence. Sometimes you don't even know what to say. But you go there saying, oh, Lord, I love you. Thank you for saving my soul. I appreciate you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you are so good to me. Just say ordinary words, worshiping him, praising him. Sometimes he comes down, gives you something nice to say that even yourself you didn't think of saying, but you say it anyhow. When you come from there, you feel you are bubbling with joy. Bubbling with faith. And things work. 
How does it work? It's manna. Manu. That is why when we have problems, when we have complicated issues in life, we don't know how the Holy Ghost will take will 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 tackle them. Don't try to figure out what God will do. Whatever is your pain. Whatever, whatever is your problem, don't try to figure out how God will work it out. You can never understand it. Just take the problem to Him. Just stay before Him. Quote the word and praise his name say how much you love him and how much you believe him see I remember one time one of the dramatic things that happened in my life maybe not me personally but I'll give you a, a, a testimony of I think you must be knowing brother Omar Brother Uma, when he got in his life, he was in my church. And uh, he, Brother Uma, had a disease in his leg. It was an incurable disease. We were treating him in the hospital. Now, one time, when he was coming from just in, a, in an ordinary service, evening service, the Lord revealed to me But Brother Uma was going to seeking the Holy Ghost and he was going to get it. When we finished the service, when we finished the service, I told him, the Lord has revealed to me that you are seeking the Holy Ghost and you are going to get it shortly. Within about a month something like that he gave us a testimony in a convention. He told us that he got the Holy Ghost. Right? And when he was getting the Holy Ghost, God promised him two things. He rolled, uh, he rolled uh, his trousers. Eh? And he showed us his legs. One of the legs was swollen like a, like a club. And the other leg was just normal. He told the people, do you see these legs? This leg, the one that was swollen, it will become like this one. <laughs> right? And then, the other promise was that his mother, who was a Catholic, was going to receive salvation. Mama, we are here I think that could have been around 1987, something like that. That was long before the revival started. Now, then, within about a year, 
His mother got saved. Right? So the first part was fulfilled. Now the second part of the healing of the leg. Before long, after about two years or so, instead of the leg getting better, it, it became worse. See? Swollen. See? In a way, and very painful. They tried giving him medicine. That time he had moved from my church. He was he was in a place called Siaya in Kenya. So he stayed there. They, they called me. They found me that Ouma is dying. That time the revival had started. It was, it was almost when it was very, very hot. So I drove there with a certain brother. And we went to, when we got Ouma, I went to the hospital. I found Ouma was in bed. He could not even move to go to the toilet. Right? They were just helping him on the bed. And he had not eaten anything for about two weeks. And he was very weak. So I, I asked, because the, the hospital was lacking a lot of things. So they could not help him. So I told, him, I told them I'm, I want to take him to a private hospital. So they gave, they gave me. When we got to the car, we were just rejoicing and talking about the good, the good things of God, wonderful things that God is doing. Then, and Ouma was, ju had, was just with us. Then I reached a place. I told Ouma, you know, Ouma, you don't seem to be serious about this. Con you know, it can be cancer. Which is not he told me, now, brother, what do I do? Even if it's cancer, even if I'm going to die, I would rather die a happy man. Rather than just mourning and all that. Say, ah, that's good. That's a Christian. I would, also, I would also want to die like that. <laughs> Let me tell you, even if you have a problem, a big problem, things have collapsed on you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you allow Satan to, 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 to beat you down with oh, the sadness, oh, poor me, why me? Faith, does, that's a poison for faith. Oma was in that state. And he told me I refuse to, to bow down to Even if I'll die, let me die praising God. I don't understand why. But, and I can't explain it. But I'll die believing God. I said, yeah. That's the right, that's the right attitude for a Christian. It's like the children of the Hebrew children facing the fire. They have called on God. See, but God is not answering prayer. 
And he, they said, they declared, God can deliver us. But even if he doesn't do it, we shall not bow down to this idol. Sometimes God is the one who decides when to get you, where to meet him. So we put Auma on the bed and he stayed there. Then I, the following day I came back. I tried, I, tried, I took him to theater. Tried to open the place and see what it is. I found it is just a solid bone. It's nothing I could do about it. So I called the specialist. Or rather I wanted to. I took Oma because I, I, I feared that it was a cancer now. And it has no medicine. The only thing they want they, you can do is cut the leg off. Give him drugs no, no, to fight the cancer that the cells that got into the body. Now, and at my level, I could not do that. So, when I took Oma back to the hospital bed, when he woke up, when I tried to, I was trying to give him the bad news. And Oma was just smiling at me. Brother, don't worry, brother. Everything is okay. Everything is under control. I told you, you told him what happened. What, what's the problem? What, what are you saying? And he told me that when we left him the previous night, he started praying. And he was telling God. Lord, I don't know what happened. What, what is happening? I gave a testimony the way you told me. I didn't make it up. You gave me a promise. One, you'll save my mother. You have saved her. You told me that you are going to heal me. I don't understand why I'm dying. But I want to tell you, whatever happens, I love you with all my heart. I believe your word. Your word is eternally true. I cannot explain. And he told, he, told, he told me that as he was speaking those words, the anointing accelerated. Praying under the great anointing. A lot of pressure inside him. And it was so great, the anointing, that he actually saw the Lord Jesus standing in the room. And the Lord looked at him and told him, I have taken the disease away. So when I was telling him, oh, I found, I found, hey, he was just looking at me. So then the following day, after look, I didn't even call the surgeon. 
I left him. So I, I was observing what will happen now. Then I saw if I if he continues staying there, I will get a very big bill. Hospital so I, we were going for meetings in uh, in a place called Kapenguria in our country. Since we are not, I told him, since we are not treating you, let, let me take you there to the meetings. So I discharged him and I carried him to the meetings. Now in the meetings, Ouma got filled with the Holy Ghost in, in a way I have never seen. I have never seen that. In my, on anybody else. He was like a drunk fellow. Throughout the meetings, um, just dry, dry. rioting. The way you see drunkards rioting. Uh -huh. Right? Just talking abnormally. But, but godly things. For example, when we are eating outside there, people are passing by. Say, hey, brother Kiwa, ah, this guy is saved. He was talking things like that. He disturbed us in the meeting. Just shouting, Hallelujah. Then on the third day, before our very eyes, the leg straightened and he started walking. See? By the evening, I could not outwalk him. Now, who could plan that? We don't know how God works. But the thing is, what, I'm trying, what I was going to tell you is that attitude. We don't do anything. Even him, he didn't do anything. It is just to tell God, I love you. I believe you. I don't know how you'll do it. But I believe you. I love you with all my heart. That's the drinking. I'm talking about and believing. Whether I'll die, let me die believing. If I fail, meaning, if my if my testimony ends up in shame that I claimed I testified but it didn't happen let it be let me succeed or let me fail but I love God I believe God he is my savior. He is my healer. I believe his promise. And it shall never fail. That's the man I'm saying. 
the things that the Bible talks about, the promises that we get from God, the principles of our faith, the claims we make, when they are ministered to us by the Holy Ghost and we do with them the right thing it is manna from above there is a song we sing I know not what the faith that I have I don't know how it created faith in him you got that song? I know not how the spirit moves, convincing men of sin. Yes, I know whom I have believed. Amen. I may not know much else, but that bit I know. Can't explain how it works. It is manna. But I know it has power. I know it has joy. Hey, I don't know why I'm not able to leave that point. But I'm saying this. Fellow Christians, I'm saying this. If we love God, we believe God, and we go rejoicing and believing, exercising ourselves in those things, there is power in it. There is power that can do anything. You may tell me, but I have seen a lot of failures on the way. It does not matter. That can never change the world. Praise the name of the Lord. And if we exercise ourselves in those things, let me tell you, brethren, one day it will create a faith in us. There is a time that the church goes through trials. There are times when the church goes through dry times. But sometimes we have rainy seasons where there are blessings from above. And they will continue like that until one day from the the, the truth of the Bible when it will be more and more increase, increase more and more, more until it will take the church home. I know that that is true. Let me tell you how it will happen. You see like the rain naturally when the rain comes right? It does, not start, it does not start pouring as if you have opened a shower. There is one drop there, another drop there, another one there. Then they go increasing. Until at last you find there is a whole shower. 
When there is a believer there, get the Holy Ghost. Another one there, get healing. If we have more and more of them, more and more of them, then there will be a shower. Praise the name of the Lord. So this man, uh, it was between the Red Sea and the river Jordan. And it, 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 it is promised. Jesus promised that it shall be with us until we cross over. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. Same power. Same blessings. Same results. If you heal the same, it will provide help in the same way. It provides food. It provides money. It gives children. Alright? Has the Holy Ghost been given children? Through the ages? I'm asking you. Is it a blessing of the Holy Ghost? It is still the same. See? And I'm telling you, this church shall be praying for couples without children. And they will get children. Yeah. What has happened? does not say anything about God's promise. Satan should not print that in your minds at all. Don't let him. Praise the name of the Lord. Let that go to the soul. Not just the mind. Exactly. See? Now, the manna, a man, uh, which we don't know how it works, but it works anyhow. And I remember what I said the blessings from heaven makes us joyful, gives us spiritual strength. See? And we shall go rejoicing. Right? Yeah, whether things are good or whether things are bad, we shall go, the bride shall go to heaven shouting. <laughs> we shall be Paul, like Paul and Silas. When they went to, they were arrested. They were put in chains. Their hands and their feet. They didn't say to their saying, oh brother, what shall I do now? They started praising God. Right? They praised God as they sang praises. The chains, the, the, there was an earthquake. And shook the prison. And the chains fell off. That's the way to act when you are in a problem. Praise the name of 
Praise the name of the Lord. That blessing is still there. Now, what happened? Eh? That original manna, Emmanuel, it was kept in a pot. And it was put in the inner veil in the tabernacle. We are going to talk about the tabernacle in a short time. Now, and then, and it was fresh. Ordinarily, ordinarily, when, if, you put, if you collect manna today and you kept it overnight, by the following day it will go bad. It will be rotted. But when that manna was kept in the Holy of Holies, it was not only fresh year after year. But also it was multiplying the, like the, the meal in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, that widow of Zarephath during the time of Elijah. Right? It was self-multiplying. Because I don't know how it could have lasted for all those hundreds of years. But what it was, it was a type of the original Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. That would stay with us until the seventh church age. The same Holy Ghost that fell in Ephesus. It is one that was passed to Irenaeus, then the third church is Pagamos, then the third, the fourth, all along. Right? And the one that we have now, it is the same Holy Ghost. It couldn't be different. It's the original manna. It will produce the same thing. Now, and uh, now, that original manna, it was eaten by generation after generation of priests. Are you with me? And we are like that high priest. Right? Now, let's go back to where the manna was. Because even when they were in the wilderness, the high priest would still eat the original manna that fell on the first day. Now, and... The, 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 and the, as we are eating the manna, those blessings, we are hearing the word, we are enjoying the blessings, we are eating the manna. But you know, you could eat a manna in three possible places. Sister, give me that, that uh, diagram of the temple. There were three places. One was called the outer court. Right? You see that diagram there? 
Now the yellow part is the outer coat. You see that blue gate. Mulaba gate ye you wanka chie ya buru. I don't know it should be I don't know it's on your light right. Those blue things there that you can see. That was the entrance. Then You'd, you may be in the outer court that, that yellow part. And you could be eating the manna there. It was the original manna. I want to emphasize that. It's not that you are eating a poor quality manna. You are eating manna. Just like anybody else. Are you hearing me? I, dis I described two types of Christians. One is victorious. One is defeated. Both of these people. They are eating the same manna. There is no different promise for the victorious Christian. He is not getting a different blessing from heaven. He is, exact, he is getting exactly the same thing. Same promise. Same opportunity. God's favor is on him just the same. When you see people failing, it's not that God has a lesser grace for them. Lesser promise than this. No. They have the same thing like everybody Same opportunity. Same blessing. Same promise. They are eating the same manner. But the problem is where they are stationed. The position in the temple that they have chosen to occupy. In these yellow part. The outer court. You eat the same manna. But you know that place is very weak. Right? Because it's an open place. It's like you can imagine this yellow part is surrounded by a wall that reaches there. At that, this post there. And it's surrounding the temple. And you are inside this in the outer court. You are exposed to the, to the sunshine. When it's very hot. It's burning your head. When it starts raining. It rains on you. You are subject to the weather. Although you are eating the manna. This is the kind of people. They rejoice in the Lord. They believe the promises. But their response very much depends on the weather. 
For example, if God, if God puts love in their hearts, that is manna. They will love as, as long as everybody loves them. If you treat them well, everything is fine. They have no quarrel with you. They will be very loving Christians. But and they are they have been fed. They have been taught by the same pastor. And that is what they are practicing. They have been enabled by the same Holy Ghost to practice that love. And they are very happy that God has saved them and made them loving Christians. They are taught humility by the same pastor they pray to the Lord after the, after the service oh God gives them a very wonderful blessing and they come from their feelings nice humble in heart like that loving like that but it all depends on the on the weather let somebody cross their path. When they get home, what they work and the people at home do not treat them very well. You sisters, sister, you hear that so and so was speaking about you and describing you in a in a way that uh, where you feel despised and disrespected then, then the love is no longer there the sweetness goes away though you have been taught by the same pastor you have been enabled you have been helped by the same Holy Spirit to acquire that character and you are very happy with it but your feast cannot last right the Christianity, the, those qualities of a Christian they are taken away from you by the by the weather. When things are bad, then there's there's no there's no goodness, there is no sweetness, there is no joy. You can give a testimony and sing loudly about God's goodness. God's Kindness as long as things are okay. But when things go wrong, the weather becomes bad. Instead of sweet sunshine, there's a hailstone beating your head. You are not too sure about God's goodness. And whether His word is true. Why? You have eaten the manna, the word of God. There's nothing wrong with it. 
It's not that you never ate it. You actually ate it. And you believe it. But you have placed your soul on the outer coat. See? Now, you can also eat the manna in the holy place. Now, in the holy place, you know, these are the things that I told you make me think that this message of the inner veil is one of the pillars of the message. Right? This is what makes, this is what explains why people are friends. They love one another. Genuine love. Given by the Holy Ghost. And they are not pretending. But then tomorrow they become enemies. Right? They had been eaten, they had been eating manna and enabled, enabled by God by the by the by that manna. To acquire those characters. But their feast does not last. Because it depended on the weather. Now, then, you can also eat manna, the same manna, in the holy place. Sure enough, the man that is in the holy place is better than the one outside there. Because in the holy place there is a roof. Right? So when the extremes of weather are beating the man on the outside this one is protected. He does not have the, the man in the outer coat is led around by the the light of the sun. When there is darkness, when it's night time, he cannot see nothing. But the man in the outer coat, in the holy place is a bit better. Because inside there, they depend on the light of the seven candlesticks. Right? Now, and that light that is there, it makes him see even when it is dark. In the holy place, we have the ministration by the priests. So this, this worshiper is not alone. He has helped by the servants of God. They light the lamps for him. Inside there, there is an altar. So if he commits sin, there is a cleansing for their sins. So he is much better than the one outside there. They can repent of their sins. They, and their, their, their feast can hold a bit stronger. They seem more successful. 
But you know, sometimes the priests themselves, they don't do a very good job. Some of them become like the sons of Eli. Right? They neglect the service of the Lord. Are we together? You know, those lamps, eh? they represent the lamp that keeps the church burning. Keeps the light in the church. Oh, I don't have time to, to elaborate on it too much. But if you go to Zechariah chapter 4, we are not going to read it, but Zechariah chapter 4, it talks about the how those lamps were operating. There were seven. And they were supposed to be burning all the time. The way they were lighted by the priest Aaron. They were lighted not by any ordinary fire. But it was fire from the altar. And the fire from the altar was not an ordinary fire. When Moses put everything in order, the altar correctly, the lamp, the curtains were the correct size, the correct, correct color, everything correct. God was so happy that fire came from heaven. And when they looked at the altar, there was a blazing fire. It was lighted by the by the hand of God Himself. That represented that when they were in the upper room, everything correctly, everybody in harmony with the other, suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like a rushing mighty wind. And the Holy Ghost fell on the church. Now, Let's go back to the temple. That fire, the holy fire of God, was not supposed to go out. The priest, one of the duties of the priest was to keep on adding firewood. Firewood. Firewood all the time. So that the fire never goes out. Now, and the lighting of the lamp the priest took a fire, a piece of firewood, and he lit, he lit the first candle. Then he returned the wood back to the altar. He took the fire from the first candle. And passed it on to the second. Returned back the first one. 
took the second one, lighted the third, took it the second back, took the third, lighted the third, until they were all blazing. And then from there, one of the duties of the priests was to keep on adding oil to the lamp so that they never have to light the lamps again. It's only adding oil. Now, that is a shadow. The priest is the pastor's. The preachers, the ministers, they are supposed to be adding oil. Now, where that does that oil come from? In the book of Zechariah, you'll see that there are two olive trees standing beside the lamps. And it represents the, new, the Old and the New Testament. They are supposed to preach the word that keeps adding fire, keeps adding the Holy Ghost into the church. Now what I'm saying is that when you are in the inner court, the priests are the ones that are supposed to be doing these things. Sometimes they fail. For example, in the book of Judges, the, the priests failed. Instead of helping the women to sacrifice to the Lord, cleansing their sins, they were sleeping with the women. See? Such that instead of Getting better. They come from there confused. And, and, it, and in worse So the priests fail. Right? You may be in a church where the priests don't add the oil. They don't preach enough word. Church is weak, sick, but what day? Not enough fire. Priests fail. See? Sure. Mazima. And it's because you are eating manna. Don't blame the priests. The problem is where you are eating the manna. Don't eat the manna at the priests at the second that they in a court. Go deeper. This is why I told you about staying near the shore of the lake. You meet those things. Yeah. Right? Now, but when you get, when you get, you can also eat the man. Give us back that diagram. You can also eat the manna in the holy of holies. Now, in the, that, that's the, what is that color? I don't know the color. 
orange. But it's some, is it? Yeah, something like brown. Now, inside there, we don't have the ministration of priests. There is the power of God. Even the priest, when he goes playing there, if these sons of Eli went to do their nonsense there, they would have been taken from there to go to the grave. There it is not the business of the priest. Right? When you get inside there, there is the Shekinah glory. It was a supernatural light. Nobody could explain the power that was there. But inside there, there were cherubims made of gold, I think. Touching their wings. Like that. Right? And they were surrounding the massacre. And out of that, there was a shaking of glory that was shining there. That was a supernatural light. There was, it was not a light from the lamps. It was a supernatural light. And it did not need priests to add oil in it. Nobody could explain it. It was supernatural. And it was shining from generation to generation. Hundreds of years. Inside there, when the rod of Aaron was put inside there, That was the time there was a dispute in Israel. Who has God chosen? And God told Moses, so that we finish all the arguments, let every elder of the children of Israel one elder out of every tribe, let them bring their rods. And we can see what happens? When they were put there, the rod of Aaron, in one night, it became fresh, it became alive, and it, it developed leaves, it developed flowers, and it developed almonds, and al some of the almonds were ripe. When it was a dry stick, you cannot tell what it was. Or rather, you cannot tell which tree it came from. But within one night, it, 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 it got an identity. See? Now, do you, know, do you know what that means? If a person gets inside there, 
I don't care who you are. I don't care how sinful you are. I don't care how weak you are. I don't care how carnal you are. Oh, how much of an unbeliever you are. You may be a cold church member who has failed God. See, somebody who has never appropriated enough faith to do anything. Maybe you are just a bad tempered fellow who is always making your children to dive under the bed. You are not a good companion to your wife. Or maybe you are a sister who is always heady. You don't understand yourself. Don't know why you cannot be happy and nice and sweet. Like a sister ought to be. You can be anything. But once you get into that holy of holies there. There is a supernatural power that will come on you. Do you know what you would become? Now listen to me. See, for about 5-10 minutes. I'm when Adam, Adam was created and his wife Eve, Genesis chapter 1, they were in spirit form, male and female. So it was one being, but it was male and female. In God told them, multiply, he told them first, he told them, the first part of the commandment, subdue the earth, have dominion on earth over everything, every creature, and over winds. Every power on the earth is yours. Now, and then, in Genesis chapter 2, God formed Adam out of the earth. Then later on, later on, he separated, he took a rib, made a woman, took the female spirit that was in him, put it into this woman. So they were male and female. They still, they still had the commandment. Have dominion over the earth. The second commandment was multiply and replenish the earth. Now, that by itself is a very deep statement. Multiply and replenish the earth means 
have children who are like you. Because you are the ones multiplying yourself. Multiply yourself is not the same as give birth. Are you with me? Such that instead of having one kihuha, have two kihuhas, three, like that. Multiply. In other words, the characters that Adam had was supposed to be on his children. He was not supposed to bring forth thieves, murderers. He, there was, he was supposed to bring forth sons of God, daughters of God, like him. Because on earth there was no sin. God was not the author of sin. Now, when they fell, they could no longer do that commandment. God took from him. God took from him that commandment. He could no, no longer be able to do that. He could not have dominion on the earth. Neither could he multiply himself. When they filled the earth with the children, that was not the commandment of God. That's not what God meant. Because they gave birth to thieves, murderers, fornicators, liars, like we have on earth today. That was not God's commandment. Right? Now, Jesus, because God's purpose would never be defeated. Jesus came to fulfill that commandment. He was this, he was the Second Adam. And he had the commandment of God. Right? Jesus had the commandment of God. To do what? One. Subdue the earth. Did he subdue it? He said. Yagamba. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He had dominion over the air. He had dominion over disease. He had dominion over everything that was on earth. And then, he had the commandment also. Multiply and replenish the earth. 
by giving us the new birth overcoming the first birth ignoring the first birth then we are born again See? and then when we are taken now you take your soul that has been born again and it is taken into the inner into the holy of holies inside there it gets back into the original state now listen if Adam and Eve Adam if they if they had done God's commandment of reproducing themselves their firstborn would have been like Jesus that would have been his character is that right yeah they are second born would have been like Jesus. I read somewhere, I don't know whether it is true. I read that Adam and Eve had 70 children. <laughs> I don't know that it is true. I see some people are shocked. It is possible. Yeah, I think there is a woman in South America. I think she has... Uh, she has those kind of figures. I forget the figure now. How it comes about. Hey, even here in Uganda. I read it in an article. A woman who has, I think, 36 children. Yeah, every year. Twins. Triplets. If she's married at the age of 17. And she gives birth over until she is 45. And every year, twins, triplets, that woman in South America has those kind of figures. Anyway, I don't know. Eve was like that. They say, they claim, I don't know how it is. But if they didn't sin, the first twins, like, they would be, have the character of Christ. Triplets, next year, all of them like Christ. Love, their love, joy, peaceful, gentle, Faith in God. Righteousness. Long suffering. All the 70 would be like that. Then they marry among each other. And their children. Maybe each of them have 78. All of them like that. And the earth would be populated by people who have the character of Christ. 
They have love. They have joy. There is no thief. There is no fighter. No. Nobody hates the other. Everybody loving. Cooperative. The earth would be like that. But now Satan came in and spoiled the picture. Now Jesus came to undo that and bring back the original purpose of God. And when people get converted, men and women, they are thieves, they are doubters, they are whatever, drunkards. They get converted. If they all went back into the inner, into the inner, the holy of holies, they would get back to the situation. The way they should have been. If the first plan of God would have worked, they would be trans. And even now, the sons and daughters of God, they are being transformed. But I'm telling them now, I believe I have them this afternoon. And I'm telling them, if they stop being in the outer court, if they don't stop at the Holy of Holies, if all of them went into there, into the, inner, into the Holy of Holies, stand before the Shekinah glory, how did that Shekinah glory, how, that, how did that power of God, how did it transform that rod of arrow, that you could not even identify what it was. That's why right now we don't know you. We don't know whether you are an almond, whether you are Cypress. We don't know whether you are what kind of tree you are. Because we have never seen what you could have been if there was no fall. Right? But if we all decided to if we all agreed, let's not eat the blessings of God here. Let's get into the inner, in the inner, in the holy of holies, where there is a shekinah glory. I don't want to be controlled. No, not control. I don't want to depend on the priest. The priest can fail. But I want to get inside there. Then I'm transformed to the way I should have been if I never failed. Brother, sister, brother, sister, you are going to see you are going to see people. You will see children of God. That's when you shall see a church. Walking in power. They shall have power to stop the heavens. They shall have power to step on the water. The original children of God back there. See? 
How will it come about? I don't know. But they shall be eating manna. I don't know how this manna shall make, shall make them do that. But same manna I believe with all my heart that this is the manna that, that came through William Marion Branham. Because God is with this message. It is the stored food it is able to make sons and daughters of God. And it has the power to do it. And it will do it. We are eating it. We are enjoying it. Let's go into the inner holy of holies. And we eat it there. When we are there, we shall have peace. We shall have Joy. Nobody will take it from us. It's not subject to the weather. It's not subject to the priest. But it's a strong, it's a powerful anchor to the soul. And it shall never go away. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.